Now we got it. All right. Yeah. My um my uh cable for these things. I think I, I think since they started making wireless headphones, they're just like, yeah, who gives a shit? Just put together some like shoddy ass cable, they'll run it, you know, they don't really need it. And uh sure. so yeah, that's like I have to keep jiggling these uh this cable. I mean I could put on wireless, but then I'd have to like go to the like the I tap get in five G ways, five G ways <laughs> into your head, man. Oh, speak, spe- speaking of five Gs, I'm I'm in the middle of having a, a passionate conversation with Ron Grimaldi. Nice. Uh, because uh so obviously I play I, I play in a band called Cover Me Bad, and we just play a few times a year and we just do covers and we've been doing it since 2011. So I posted a screenshot of the conversation of, of, of how we pick songs. And my friend, Mike, who's the other guy that's been there the longest, me and him, you know, he's like, why aren't we opening up Halloween shows with this? And it was like an AFI song. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, cause nobody fucking gives a shit about AFI. Right. You know? And uh, I, it was a song called fall children. So he, I was like, listen, I was like, the next 10 people you see, ask them if they know Fall Children from AFI. And if they all say yes, then I'll, I'll fucking sing the song. So I posted the screenshot of the conversation. But it's funny because he'll that Mike will go for these obscure songs. And then I'll be like, hey, can we do Mr. Brightside from the Killers? You know, so it's like a pure contrast because, you know, say what you want. When when you play the right song at these places, it's it's a lot of fun. And of sure. course. Of course, we'll add in the obscure things that we like or the 10 people like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I posted it and Ron's just like, he's just like, you know, that screenshot just goes to show how much, how little you know about like punk rock or music. And I wrote, oh, my God, <laughs> what? how can I live on? How can I fucking <laughs> live on? You know, um, but yeah, it's, uh... it's a funny conversation. And then everyone on, I put it on on the Facebook thread and. uh you know, everyone who's commenting and saying we should add it to the to the set list. I'm looking for you at the next show. I'm going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to visibly look for you and I'm just going to be like, OK, we're doing it. So, um, yeah. So today on this fine, rainy, I don't know. I haven't been outside yet. Maybe it's raining. I have no idea. Uh, red it's going to rain tonight. Tomorrow. Oh, maybe Most it's no bullshit. OK, that's fine. So. Uh, yeah, I figured let's just like kick the the year open with um some things that uh you know some TV shows and movies that we're looking forward to from next year and uh, I'm gonna say one more thing that uh, yeah so yesterday I was like flipping mm-hmm. through I forgot what I was flipping through maybe HBO and uh, I saw the Blue Lagoon right <laughs> so I'm like oh as shit a, as a kid. We had that tape. I just remember the Blue Lagoon because as a kid, I had I, who didn't have a crush on Brooke Shields, right? Now, granted, she was probably five years older than me by the time I had a crush on her, you know. But right. na- but now that movie never moved on. It stayed. <laughs> now I'm 45. Look at this girl. Yeah, I'm like I don't I like. It's such a weird thing where I'm just like, oh yeah, like you know five six seven eight year old me is like why because we had the vhs back then like you know if if you're you know you had these movies and if you had 10 movies that was the loop that was your loop you would watch them over and over again 
I haven't yeah, watched No one that. had a vast VHS collection. It was like a, a family had a handful of films, and yeah. you saw those films like 8,000 times. And then later on, as the 80s moved on, they sold blank VHS tapes, and you're like, oh, Yeah, okay. game changer. And you're like, at, you know, whatever the, the speeds were, EP would give you six hours. SLP, baby, get like, would you get six hours on that? Yeah, two hours on SP, and then I, it was EP. I think I don't Extended remember. Play was yeah. the middle one, and I think they went up by increments of two hours. And I think on two, SLP, you got shittier quality, but you got six hours of tape. So two, four, and six. But as a kid, I didn't really understand that. You know, uh, that's the one thing about being the oldest in the family with two young parents that were never home. I had to figure everything out. So I'm like, okay, six hours makes all the sense to me. This is what we're going to do it on. Cause then I can get three, you know, of three course. movies on here. And I remember just like, you know, going to my grandmother's house and like, take, cause she had like all the channels. She even had like, you know, the movie channel, you know, back then you, if you had HBO, you were cool. If you had Showtime it was, you know, but then from there it went to like Cinemax. And then the very last thing at the very tail end was the movie channel. Yeah. She, she had all of them. And I just remember like putting like the VHS in for movies I didn't even care about. I'm like, I'm like recording switching channels with fucking mm -hmm. rentals. <laughs> like, I'm like, I need this and ruthless people in, in on the same cassette videotape, you know. My dad, he when he had the 7-Eleven, they won uh some contest selling some shit there. I don't know. And the Southland Corporation gave them like early on a, a VHS camera which were like, you know, fucking 30 pounds of like equipment that would be up there. But I found out early how to, you know, get the play out cords plug into my VCR and we rented movies. So I'd take them home. So I quickly, I would always research the time. So I, then I, if I could get it on an SP and then I'd dub them and then rewatch those. So yeah, that was yeah. my game. You would have them and sometimes you know, one movie didn't have credits at the end. Like, all right, you know, just, miss, just missed it, you know? Yeah. Uh, no one I knew what was in it. So I was like flipping through and I said the Blue Lagoon. I don't, is that the, I totally mm. forgot. And Karen's yeah. like, oh God, you saw that movie? And I was <laughs> just like, well, yeah, I grew up with that. She's like, isn't that like kitty porn? I was like, I don't know. Was it? I like, it was just such uh, a, it was. I mean, a, listen, you know, no, you but know it, what they were doing when they was, made it. It was such a it was such a like. I, I don't know, like, I didn't, you know, you don't really think you don't associate those like whatever uh, memories or she or whatever opinions she has of your like memories. It's like, no, well, I, you know, because I'm eight years older, so I yeah. grew up watching it and she, you know, might have read about it, you know, in 2023 or something like that. This movie yeah, as a kid, you were a young kid. You watch. Obviously, there's an appeal there to the, you know, 40, 50 year old guys that made it and produced it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A weirder story there. But you as a youth, yeah. you know, it would mean something to you, you know, so just like we're going to talk about anticipated movies like uh Beetlejuice 2, I'm looking forward to. But no, when, I, Winona Ryder put me on the map there. But I was a kid too, you know what I mean? So absolutely. Like when you watch it as an old man, you know, you were there. You know, that's you know? that's a good point right there too, because Winona Ryder, when you look back, we were very close to her age 
if anything, mm-hmm. older or younger. Um, but to finish up the Brooke Shields thing, so she was yeah. like, oh, there's, you know, her mom, she kind of like kicked some some knowledge to me. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then I, I, I went on to Hulu and she has like a documentary about her. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this other movie called Pretty Baby that makes. Well, that I was going to mention that that's really fucked up. That that Yo, what it like? I'm like, <laughs> it's insane. Yo, it's that they, absolutely that got made and was released. It's insane. I'm about an hour into the documentary, and we're like, we're past the, we're into the Blue Lagoon now. But as I'm watching the Pretty Baby stuff, I'm just like, oh my god, what the yeah. fuck is like Keith Carradine or what are the Carradine? Like he yeah, had to like, yeah. Yo, it was. Fucking, I couldn't watch that. I couldn't watch that. It's you know, fucking it's bonkers. Up. It's fucking completely, you know. But they, but then you know they, they showed the talk shows and and I, at least you know they got backlash even back then and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. But it was just probably like, not enough. Uh, <laughs> I guess not. But that her documentary is yeah. up on uh, Hulu. Sure. For sure. Besides, uh, am I giving too much noise here? Do you hear a lot of background noise or no? No. Because I might, my fucking downstairs is still not rebuilt. So I'm in like this weird corner by a vent and shit. So, all right. You're, you're in the closet. Basically. Um, But yeah, that was, that was, that was funny. So I, yeah. I she, she ruined my memory. So thanks. Nice to, going. Thanks to Karen. Um, nice. Anyway, so l- let's just do, oh, a couple of things too. Like, um, I I the dream scenario thing that um Nicolas Cage is in. Have you seen that trailer? It's an A twenty. Oh movie. yes, I I uh I haven't seen it, but yes, I know what you're talking about. So you know who directed that? No, the who? same the same guy who did Sick of Myself. Oh shit! No, I didn't know that. Neither wow. Did I. Okay. Yeah. I gotta get on that then. Is that out on streaming yet? Yeah, I know yeah. it's out of the theaters. Yeah, they're both out on. I mean, obviously, "Sick of Myself" was your number one movie of the year. Love it. And "Dream Scenario" just hit streaming. Um, and I was happy know, to see some other people saw it. Uh, "Sick of Myself" too in the group. Says I want more people to watch it. It's like this movie, "Bloody Oranges," this French movie. I I loved. I championed the year before. I think I haven't think anyone's seen it, but. Anyway, I digress. Go ahead. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, that Bloody Orange is on Shutter. I was like, scroll yeah, up. those are two so movies uh, that I didn't get a chance to see. Uh, before we hit the list, you know, we went to go see Poor Things Together, which is the Yorgos oh, yeah. Lanthimos uh, movie, you know, from The Lobster, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Dogtooth. Um, mm-hmm. Man, uh, you know, you never know what to expect. I skipped his last movie, The Favorite, just because I saw the setting and just like people like, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson made like uh, the Phantom Thread, there's certain trailers and like vibes that I get from things from directors that I love that I, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to like this. So I skipped the favorite and then we went to go see Poor Things and we saw it in 2024. And technically, like, I, I, f- I feel like I'm almost going to add it to, to this year's list because it, it got released so late, late in theaters and we we didn't get a chance to talk about it but uh you know i know we both loved it and uh i just wanted to give that a shout out right amazing amazing looking movie you want to i highly recommend if you could see it in the theater i mean it looked incredible and shit but uh uh just 
her the black and white shots versus the color and that when she goes and travels abroad how it opens up a lot of fisheye shit like it was like i was watching a skateboard video or hype williams did it or some shit <laughs> but uh it was it was great i had a great time it was uh emma stone was incredible uh, amazing everybody was great in it really though everyone so, yeah everyone was and it's like it was sweet it was also absurd but the the direction the fisheye to like the black and white to like the camera angles that were like jarring like it's like okay yeah. I'm, I'm gonna put the camera here and i'm gonna have the same scene a regular scene it's just the camera's gonna be like on the floor in a corner somewhere yeah uh yep. just you know and, and then like the the paintings that they were in you know like the boat Ooh. and all these things were just I mean, it was incredible. I mean, that looks so good. Yeah. So he talked about it. There was a clip online where they talked about how they did it. Uh, So it was um, Ruffalo, Emma and and the director. Man, I I, once again, just might be it might be my favorite of the three movies of his that I saw. You know, Um, I think so. it is for me, for sure. Yeah. And I saw the thing. I, I like that movie. I know what you're saying, having that period piece thing. I don't know his jive with that shit, but he has this way and he does it for things too. Even though it's in like that kind of Victorian age, whatever, for lack of a better term, the humor in it is kind of like modern. I don't know if, it, if that's explaining it right, but there's like, they talk like you wouldn't expect from one of these, like, like you think it looks like one of those Downton Abbey fucking kind of shows or some shit, but there's a way that people characters talk that doesn't that keeps it from not getting all dry and shit like, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I mean, it really reminded me when I really soaked it in. It was like Forrest Gump in a way, you know, but with a woman and, mm-hmm. and just on drugs, basically. Just and fucking and a lot of fucking a lot of <laughs> a lot of fucking a lot of dicks. Uh yeah, they really went for it on this, and it's just when don't you, take the family. Don't yeah, <laughs> yeah. My friend Mike Terry, who we're gonna do the Alkaline Trio episode with, he texted me, and uh, he said, uh, "My da- so him and his dad always go to the movies. I think like yeah. you know around after New Year's. So he's like, I really want to go see Poor Things, but my dad wants to see Night Swim, which I'll mention. I I just about Night Swim later on." But uh, I was like, man, I'm like, what are you kidding me? <laughs> In my head, I'm not even thinking about the dad aspect. I'm like, yeah. you want to you see a fucking movie about a pool or do you want to see Emma Stone in a softcore movie? Yeah, right. And, and, then, and then he wrote, he's like, yeah, he's like, I really don't want to watch sex shit with my dad. I was like, yo, that's a really good point. Skip yeah. it. Skip that movie. <laughs> was it? No wasn't thinking that angle. So uh, but anyway, if you get a chance, please watch poor things in theaters. It's it's a masterpiece. So uh, let, let's do I picked 10 movies that I was looking for next year. I don't know how many you picked. And then I picked three. I just wrote a big ass list. So good. Fire off, whatever. I even wrote down some music I'm looking forward to this year. But I, I didn't go that deep. I just went for a couple of TV shows. Yeah. So um, give me okay. something off your list. Um. This one I've seen in production for a minute, but um, uh, Coppola's movie, Megalopolis, Megalopolis, I believe it's called, um, like a drama sci-fi film. 
uh, basically the, 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 what the, what the subtitle was, an architect wants to rebuild New York City as a utopia after disaster. Aubrey Plaza, Jason Schwartzman, Shia Boop, Dustin Hoffman, Giancarlo Esposito, Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, and Coppola, I mean, Coppola is so interesting. It's like you, you talk about a guy that made like, you know, two of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, you know, three maybe if you're including Apocalypse Now. I'm, I don't put that up with the Godfathers, but regardless. And then he like kind of, I don't know, just went off making wine or whatever. <laughs> the last couple of things he's done, there was a movie Twixt, I think it came out maybe like, which was fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, God, maybe eight years ago? I don't even know. When. I think it was like 2011 he, or something. Yeah, yeah. So he made like a couple of movies the last decade. That's it. He's really not, you know, you don't see much of him and stuff. But still, when he makes a film, it's an event. And this this has promise. So I'm hoping it's good. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, so I'm going to pick a, a movie called Mayhem that I've been looking forward to. It's uh, the director of Frontiers which is that French extreme. Mm, um, so uh, also from the producers of gangs of London, because if you watch the trailer, it looks like, it looks like the raid. So it's just, you know, this boxer, you know, like something happens to his family. Uh, it's just like every movie now, whether it's the equalizer or silent night or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's that formula of the eighties. It's that formula of the eighties. Like, you know, when you, when you take John matrix from commando, you know, they they kidnap Alyssa Milano, or as he called her in the movie, Chenny. <laughs> Chenny! Um, and then he literally goes to Barbados and kills about 300 people just to get her back. No questions asked. So great. Um, but the trailer to Mayhem looks great. Just it, it looks it looks like, um, you know, uh, the raid adjacent. Uh, pure brutality. Uh, if you've watched Frontiers, pure brutality. So, definitely, it comes out uh, January fifth. I think it might be in theaters. So, hopefully, we'll get a VOD soon. Cool. Um, I'm sure we're going to share a couple of these. Uh, I'll get right off the bat. Oh, I mentioned it before, Beetlejuice too. Yeah. I mean, this is a movie that's been discussed for I for decades. I would think. At this point, <laughs> always fake. And then, always fake. The fake posters—they got me every fucking time with it and shit. But then when I started seeing pictures of uh, Winona from the set and this and that, listen, it's a uh, Catherine O'Hara's back. Bo's in it. Uh, Burton, you know, I never thought when I was younger that there'd be a day where I really didn't give a shit about <laughs> Tim Burton movies. But for a long time now, I have. Once in a blue moon, you know. I, I agree, yeah. It got a little too, you know, the formulatic, I guess, for lack of a better term. I heard Wednesday is good. I have not watched that. But, um, yeah, listen, Winona Ryder in Olivia Deep's role. Are you fucking kidding? I mean, I'm, I'm so there. Can't wait for the nostalgia feelings. Great. I just, I you know, it. that's the whole thing, you know, <laughs> with 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 all these other movies. There's a few that that, that have that that level. Um, but you know, like if mayhem sucks, the one that I just mentioned, who cares? It's like, okay, this movie did, but Beetlejuice, goddamn, that's like, yeah. like if Beetlejuice two sucks, that would be heartbreaking. You know, it would, it would just be like, and I saw the teaser trailer and I just, you know, there's certain things, maybe it's just technology, just technology. It's just, 
I just have to get out of that that mindset of like, you know, oh, it just doesn't look the way I wanted it to look. It looks like a lot of yeah. CG, CGI smoke and all this other nonsense. Uh, and maybe that's just the way things are. And, and I just have to embrace it. But, yeah, I, I have Beetlejuice, too, on my list as well. It's just, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, but it's. I, I I don't know. You know, there's so much that yeah. go wrong, you know, because the first movie is one of those movies that you could still put on with your son. You could put on you could put on with with kids or, or you know, people our age and it still hits, you know, that sure. uni- that universe was fucking pure magic. So, you know, uh, coming out in September too, going into the the Halloween season. So I'll be there for it. We open and weekend. Good. Um, okay. So I, I mentioned night swim. That that was another one. I, <laughs> I wanted to just talk about that because there's very few times that I sit in a, in a theater and watch a trailer and yeah. get it, get annoyed. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes Blumhouse is so hard to take. Sometimes James Wan is just like, Oh, how do these movies make so much money? But they do good for him. Yeah. Um, honestly, what I, I have that thing where I can use get two movies a month. I pay for the pass or whatever. And I was looking at shit just maybe because this month looks slim and shit. Me and my son. And I saw that one you're talking about right now. And I'm just, I looked at the poster, briefly read a line, saw Bloomhouse, And no, I'm like, I am not fucking going to see this. I'll eat my words <laughs> if I'm wrong. I'll fucking, yeah. I'll come here and I'll fucking, you know, talk. What's to the gist people. of it? What's the, the pool is killing people? Is that what I'm getting <laughs> at? Yeah, I guess that's basically it. You know, the, the, this couple with their, you know, son and daughter move into this house uh, and the pool might be haunted. There might be something going on oh, with the pool. Come on. <laughs> I, Whenever yo. there's a fucking threat that's so easy to avoid, like, all right, I just got, I won't go swimming, so I'll be all right. Yeah, yo, the pool's haunted. Don't go in it. Like, you know what? I, I gotta go. Yeah, from June to July, from June to August, maybe it's tempting. Other than that, the other nine months, you're like, yeah, you got the cover on, you know? I just picture them, like, being like, okay, we can't do a haunted house anymore. They're sitting in, like, the boardroom. They're like, what could we do? Haunted shed? Yeah. Listen, it's the same dumb, th- you know, you had death a million years ago. Remember Blood Beach? It's just the it's the same fucking like. But what, it, at least what environment can we just kill people? In? Listen, I'll tell you this: at the very least, getting killed by sand sounds terrible. You know, like okay, okay. I'll give you that. Yeah, because you're if you're at the beach or anywhere near there, like there's sand everywhere. This is just like ah, uh, we can't do the haunted house anymore. Let's just. How about the haunted pool? You know, Can't, oh my god, they already did Christine, so everything in the in the house is just yeah. Like, you know, the maybe pool. that's the trick of the movie. I need to I need to figure out just pick some shit around the house, figure yeah. out a way to kill people in it. You know, yeah, yeah, and a Maximum Overdrive already used all that stuff, so I think so. Only- you won't be going to see that movie. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? I will wait till it's streaming, because uh, eventually people watch stuff. Like when I saw the trailer for Megan, I was like, this is offensive. This is offensive to my eyeballs. This is just offensive to everything. And this whole year, it's made it on people's like top 10 lists. And they're like, hey, that movie sucks dicks, man. Did I you don't watch get it? it? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Terrible. I don't know. Maybe, I'm, you know, I, I did see a lot of people and people whose opinion I respect did enjoy it. I did not enjoy it. I didn't I, I, find I think, it fun I, at all. I think they just were basically saying like, hey, you know, it's dumb and it knows it and it just kind of had fun with it. So I think it's a popcorn horror flick. I get it. But definitely I was not into it. I'm not into all the small little small killer shit. Chucky, leprechauns. I fuck all except you know. except Puppet Master. Puppet Master, I'll give it the little the little the guy with the little head, the little beetle who said he's all right. That guy's good. <laughs> he should have been in Megan. That's who that's who should the movie should have been in. Then I, now I you're talking. Know. Uh, so what do you have? Um, well, Todd Solentz is oh, returning to, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's got a film called, I don't know a lot about the film, so I'm just kind of mentioning it because a lot of people didn't know trying to pull young Jamie here and pull it up here. It's called, uh, love child. Um, but he's obviously a guy that's always, making something interesting if he's making something because it's been a long time since that guy basically the only the the summary an 11 year old boy schemes to reshape his mother's love life to disastrous consequences colin farrell rachel weiss added not a lot of info on it but i just wanted to mention it because i'm sure there's a lot of people interested by what he has to, to do it's always something interesting and a lot of people didn't know he was returning, including myself, but <laughs> he Inclu- is. Including myself, too. So yeah. coincidentally about Todd, uh, you know, the guy that made Welcome to the Dollhouse and Happiness. I mean, if you're going to come out mm-hmm. of the gate with those two movies, unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. He had a movie which I never heard of. Um, I think Selma Blair was in it called Dark Horse. It's up on Tubi, and I saw it this year because I was like, oh, shit, I never even heard of this. But it was from 2011. Mm-hmm. And it was such a bizarre movie. Like, uh, I saw it. You did, right? Like, yeah, it was just yeah. an odd romance. Yeah. So it was like uh, an odd romance blooms between a chronic underachiever and a depressed woman who's still not recovered from a failed relationship. Um, it's up on Tubi. If 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 it's something that you're into, like Todd Salons or something like very just offbeat, um, there really was no rhyme or reason to it. How do you- yeah, I'm okay. I agree, but I'm okay with that shit. Like, when you get a guy like this that's really coming out of left field and shit like this, you have to be somebody that's gonna kind of be like, I have to make sense of every little detail in this. I have to. This all has to sum up nice and whatever. You just kind of go with it for the Todd experience, and that's all his films. That's all I go into it with. Because also, you mentioned you know what he came out of the gate with. Storytelling was great. Life during wartime was great. Palindromes wasn't in love with that, but yeah, I forgot about. But, but yeah, this guy's gonna take big swings, and I'm I love it. So I'm excited to see what he does next. That's sure, he definitely is taking big swings. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, some of the most disturbing cinema I've ever seen. This guy's responsible for. He makes films that I think are good, but I don't. I question whether I'd want to see them again. If that I, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> like we were just talking about, like you know the Brooke Shields things, and it's funny, like in Welcome to the Dollhouse, you know you have Wiener Dog Heather Matarazzo, and then that girl who's bullying her. And she was just like, you know, they're doing that bathroom scene. And I'm like, you know, probably like 20 years old watching this movie. And these like probably like middle schoolers are in this doing this scene. 
And she was just like, leave the door open when you use the bathroom. I want to watch you shit. And she was just like, ah, I'm like watching this. And that was the beauty of like independent cinema in the 90s. Like you, yeah, you know, we weren't accustomed to things like that. And, uh, you know, the VHS boom really uh, put some of those things in our in our living room. Sure. Um, okay, so I'm going to keep going down. Uh, Destroy All Neighbors. Did you see that trailer? No, I did not. No. All right. I think it's going to drop on Shutter um, January 12th. Uh, it's described as uh, gory practical effects meets prog rock, which is fucking hilarious to me. Wow. So, uh, Alex Winter is in it. Uh, and I think it's just basically this guy who's who gets fired from his job and he's trying to create the greatest prog rock album of all time. Yet somehow he ends up like killing people along the way like the trailer is bonkers i can't like you ju- it just looks like looks like a bigger budget trauma movie but uh yeah. with big actors you know uh so january 20th destroy all neighbors watch that trailer and tell me you don't want to see that yeah. it's, it's, it's just more lineage of like um you know we need more deathgasm you know did you put deathgasm on the list no, I did not was not aware of that, but either I didn't know that was coming out this year. Right, that destroy, time. Destroy all neighbors. Here we go. I'm looking forward to that. Uh let's see what I, oh I'm gonna uh this one I'm not sure I, I'm excited about it, but uh anticipating being disappointed, but uh Nosferatu, the Robert Eggers uh interpretation of Nosferatu. Robert Eggers, as far as that A24-y kind of, I'm more of an Ari Aster guy than, than Robert Eggers. I did, I hated The Lighthouse. I hated uh, The Witch. The uh, but I, did you The like- Northman, I loved, though. So I know, and this guy makes, you know, he could shoot a beautiful scene, don't get me wrong, but I just find, I'm not, I'm not always going, I'm not a fanboy for that guy that I'm like, gonna, okay, must be. But not for Atu, one of the greatest uh the silent film still is amazing all these years later. It's one of the most important films in horror history. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing because it, it looks beautiful when I've seen the shot. So I'm hoping it's good. Is it going to be in black and white? Uh, I've seen the, what I've seen. Yeah, I think so. Unless, you know, it's going to be a thing where, it, you know, like poor things or something that multiple, but I believe it's in black and white. So I'm hoping it's great. Yeah, he's one of those guys, you know, right out of the gate. I thought The Witch was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Shot beautifully, acted wonderfully. Yeah, sure. gave, gave us Anya, yep. Taylor Joy. Uh, then The Lighthouse is just something I didn't really want to watch. The Northman was something that I probably would have watched. But once again, it's just like everything. It, it's like when you meet somebody at a party and you talk to them about 10 things and you're like, I need to go talk to someone else. Cause we're just not like, <laughs> you know, it's like, if I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. If, I'm, if I'm talking about anal sex, you're talking about getting your dick sucked. Yeah. It's just not going to work, you know? Uh, and he's, yeah. Like, I feel like everything that he's into, like if I, right. ga- if I gave him the aux cable, we might have an issue, you know, I might have to take that. If, shit. if I hated the Northman, I'd probably be already angry that this even exists, but I'm going to, I'm going to hope it's good. Cause <laughs> Nasratu, you know, it's been, uh, Herzog made a great reinterpretation of that 
with uh, Klaus yeah. Kinski in the 79, I think that was, 78. I don't remember. But uh, it can be done. did one too. He did the, the, the interview with a vampire, okay. which was, you know, not a remake of the film, but the making of that film and with the lore behind it that it got oh, okay. really a vampire. Okay. But Defoe's in this. He's not playing Nosferatu. But anyway, let's hope it's good. Um. Okay. We both have Terrifier 3, right? Of course. Yeah. So, uh, man, you know, that little teaser trailer at the end of uh, – you know, they, 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 they put Terrifier 2 back in the theaters and just that little teaser, which was probably like two minutes long of just like art as Santa Claus. And and mm-hmm. the, the beauty of these Neanderthals, you know, like Damon Leone gets all this praise and notoriety and like all these studios are giving him money to make this movie. And apparently that fell through because of that first scene. <laughs> I could only imagine... <laughs> That kid is not making it to, you know, the fifth or sixth minute of the movie. (laughs) And they were probably just like, you know, so like all those uh, I forgot who who was courting them or who was, uh, you know, wanted to fund them. But they were like, you can't do this. And he was like, I'm going to do it. So I love it. Shout out to him, because at the end of the day, like what is he's doing his thing? That's it. Fuck yeah. I'm curious what his plans are, like if he plans on branching out of the Terrifier universe or when he's gonna, or see what he does, you know? Well, somebody suggested he remake or, or do a Friday the 13th, and he was like, I would love it, so. That oh, would- Jesus. That, well, that could be, I, I know they've settled up a lot of that shit's been in litigation forever, I think, along I think, the properties I think, that. I think they're good on it now. Exactly. Well, that brings me, I'll throw it out there right now. Oh, uh, the Peacock yeah, thing? Yeah. Do we have any confidence this is going to be any good, the Friday the 13th? series uh is it going i don't to be know good? so listen at the end of the day when you really think of something being good you know i have to take it for its best sequel you know it's like mm-hmm. is it is it going to be as good as friday the 13th 6 is it going to be as good as friday the 13th 4 i mean these are good sequels and they're good horror movies yeah. i can't imagine that anyone who doesn't like the genre would watch those movies and be like this is great so as long as it's on on that level, I th- I think I have I have faith in it, and I can't wait. I can't wait to get a Friday the Thirteenth show, and it's Brian Fuller, I believe. Um, so it's yeah, I don't know. I I have faith that that's going to be really good. I uh, I hope so. I don't know. I feel like that's another thing I've heard about for a for a long time, but uh, the Maniac uh, Cop one too that fell through. Yeah, that was sounded too good. Was that HBO? Was the yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, God, it really? I'm like, that sounds odd. Yeah, it wasn't Shutter. Was it even Shutter like, original like, series or Tubi? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. or Freebie. Um, okay, so yeah, Terrified Three. I mean, you know, it's just I I could only imagine the ridiculousness that is going to be in that movie, and uh, you know he. He's he's like uh, he's like big ghost LTD right now. Everything he puts out <laughs> beat wise, you know, uh, we're, we're very much in tune with Damien Leone and uh, everything that he's feeding uh, the people that have been missing this stuff, you know, from from, mm-hmm. from, from the diet. So what else you got? Uh, let's see. Well, I'll mention real quickly, Quentin 
Depew, whatever the fuck his name is, who I love. He's got two films coming out this year, Dolly and Yannick. I think they might have been released in Europe already, but he, his schedule for when shit comes out on stuff to when we get it in the States is always uh, off. So I'm sure I don't really know what they're about, and I don't care. Whenever, whatever that guy does, I'm there for it. He's another one that takes a lot of chances, love him or hate him. So I'll just mention that real quickly and then throw out um, another horror thing that's coming out. What did I have here? Um, two two things that are being remade. Salem's Lot and The First Omen. Oh, I, The First Omen. So I thought it was... I think that's a prequel, isn't it? A prequel? Is it a prequel? I think it's a prequel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's say franchise is reviving or whatever. So yeah. we have Salem's Lot and The First Omen. I don't know. I I haven't seen a lot, but I'm uh I, I always love Salem's Lot. The uh the the TV movie, it parts of it lag, but there's some great imagery in that great vampire, the kid floating out the window. There's a lot of good stuff to it. It's a good book. So and a lot of atmosphere. So I'm hoping it's good. Another one that's been made being made forever, as far as I'm concerned, which is always scary, but I'm hoping for the best. Good atmosphere for sure. The TV and uh that vamp that vampire, you know, as a kid. Yeah. Know, God damn, that dude's ugly. <laughs> Super ugly. In the Nosferatu vampire camp, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Before vampires got sexy, before George Hamilton made it sexy. Yeah, totally. Love it first bite. Absolutely. Before uh Scott Valentine took over the vampire duties in Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh so. right, was that was he right? That was Scott Valentine. I'm trying to remember. What was the movie he was in? Do you remember? Nick when he was Samuel. in play. Nick that wasn't Rockula, was it? No. No, hold on. Nick from Va- Nick from Family Ties was in a movie. I want to say my best friend's what? No, my demon lover. That's what I was thinking. Um, never, never mind. Yeah, there's one. My best friend is a vampire. Or some yeah. shit like that. Is yeah, that yeah. another one? In that? That's another yeah. one. Yeah. Good so. stuff. Uh, and the omen, you know, a prequel. I don't know if I care about a prequel. You know, I liked one, but yeah, our age demo, like two, is the one I connected with. And then I love Sam Neill in the final con, uh, the final was it final conflict? Omen three, I forget exactly. It was the final conflict, yeah. Um, I'm trying to pull it up to see, uh, that was great. What exactly. You're right. Oh, it's probably a prequel. Sounds like it. Well, yeah, because it said the first omen. That's the name of it. The young American woman is sent to Rome, beginning a life of service to the church, but encounters a darkness, causes her to question her faith, and uncovers a terrifying conspiracy that hopes to bring about the birth of evil incarnate. Directed by David Gordon Green. <laughs> no. I'm looking. I was like, is it? No. Shit, is it? no. Yeah, you can stop saving franchises now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go you... back to funny shit. All right. Did it's you, all good. Did you watch that that Exorcist one that he did? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I took the family to that shit. Oh. We all agreed it was one of the worst movies we've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Not just last year. That movie's atrocious. 
if you say it's good too, I question whether I could like look at you straight in the face. Like if there's somebody's like, I like that movie. Like, really? Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, because that was universally panned. And I feel That's like a piece of shit. I feel like it, it made him kind of just uh, I think he stepped away from whatever sequel they, they had in mind. Yeah, enough. <laughs> Nobody asked you to go on and take all these classic uh fucking films on. But anyway. Speaking of franchises, speaking of franchises, uh, the rest are, that I have are all actually franchises except for this one, uh, Civil War, Alex Garland. Do you have that on there? No. Wow. Okay, so the guy that made Ex Machina and Men. Okay. Uh, you got to watch the trailer. It's fucking, it looks I'm, crazy. So it's I'm just. pulling it up here. Yeah, it's just uh, about a civil war in america and uh a24 uh kirsten dunn's her husband jesse plemons i think is like head of some militia and mm-hmm. the, the trailer is like kind of creepy like you watch it and you're like oh this is going to be very well made you know nick offerman yeah yeah i think nick yep. offerman's like the president mm-hmm. um it, my words will not do it justice if if you want to see something that looks pretty horrifying via a24 with the you know with Alex Garland as the director, uh, watch the trailer and you're going to be very excited to watch this movie. That's awesome, man! I'm pulling it up. Yeah, I had no idea. But we did this, see. So, uh, what do you got? Uh, let's see which one will go next. I'm excited for Furiosa, Mad Max saga. I think the Mad Max reboot, the last one they did, was fantastic. A lot of fun action. I'm looking forward to seeing this in a movie theater. I still haven't seen Fury Road. It's so good, man. I heard. It kicks fucking ass, man. It's like, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I'd put that in. It's better than, uh, like, I find that the Road Warrior, the first one, like, very slow. Like, I didn't hold up for me when I watched it older on. 79, man. You know, it's just what it was. You know, the second one I prefer you know, the Mad Max, the second one I prefer to the first one. I love Thunderdome. This was awesome way to, to reboot this franchise. It's so much, a lot of action. Killer. Highly recommended. So I think this is going to be great. I figure uh, I've waited eight years. I might uh, have to, you know. This is a perfect time, though. Another one's coming out. Watch the first one. Yeah. Get into it. You're, yeah, it's across great. the board. Across the board. It's one of those yeah. movies that you know people definitely love. So uh let's and a Taylor Joy's in it. Chris Hemsworth. Let's dip into these uh franchises for me, uh Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire. Mm. Um if you would have just told me the name after watching Afterlife, right? Ghostbusters Afterlife, I think was the one. I would have been like, oh God, you know, because that the last one was good. But it didn't really connect with me till the very last like 30 minutes of the movie. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And now that they they're making another one, I didn't really think much of it. Like I said, if I would have seen the name, I would have been like, oh, great. Who's in this one? But, <laughs> but watching the trailer uh, has me excited. Uh, just did you see the trailer yet? I do. Um... Yeah, they seem to show it before every movie I go see now. But uh Okay, yeah, yeah. So it looks really cool. Like the the you know, uh New York City freezing over, 
even like the uh, the the describing of like the death of it freezing to death and your your eye your teardrops freeze all the stuff looks great the kids I, I don't know just like the trailer looked great uh obviously um uh, fucking uh what's the fucking kid from uh <laughs> Halloween 6 uh yeah, and clueless oh Paul Rudd Paul Rudd that guy the kid yeah, yeah. threw me off I'm thinking of little kids gotcha <laughs> I said the kid from Halloween 6 yeah but uh he looks great in it uh you know he seems to be leading the the parade here um and it's just, I, I don't know I, like I said if I would have read the title I would have just eye rolled myself to death Watching the trailer first before knowing it even existed, I was like, "You guys got me. This 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 looks pretty good." So I could be completely wrong. It could be completely terrible. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna wait to see what people think. I'm probably not gonna rush to it. I gotta tell you, I don't know. Like Ghostbusters for me, I don't even know if like the early ones hold up for me anymore. <laughs> I didn't think they're that funny. Yeah, I I still do. I still love them. Yeah, you know, it is always a nostalgic piece because that was you know a huge piece of pop culture history. Everybody fucking saw those movies and shit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna wait to see what people think of it. But yes, I do agree though that the trailer looked normally like I wouldn't even look at up at it normally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah hear another Ghostbusters thing, but all right, what do you, what do you got? Uh, Alto Night. Love that one. This is yeah. This, this is uh, Barry <laughs> Barry Levinson movie. Starring oh. uh, Robert De Niro. Back in the wheelhouse, I like him from Listen to this summary. Vito Genovese and Frank Costello, a pair of Italian-Americans who run two separate crime families in the mid-20th century. Genovese attempted to assassinate Costello in 57, although Costello retired from the mob. So the story of their battle, De Niro playing Genovese. Catherine Narducci's in it. A whole bunch of people that you've seen probably in Sopranos, Law and Order episodes, Oz, or anything else shot in New York of that old Ita- of Italian background. But uh, I'm signing me up. I'm there. Sign me up too. Uh, so Barry Levinson, that's going to be cool. Yeah, man, that's a good one, and that's a cool story too. Like I, I know a little bit of that back history, and uh, it's a, a random story to pick, which I like. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. this, you know their their thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I got three left. I'm going to do Beverly Hills cop four. Um, I just recently rewatched one and two. Yeah. One is just re- still really funny. You want to know something? I don't think I've ever seen. <laughs> Beverly Hills cop one. Wow. Yeah. So you haven't it's seen like, any, this is your spinal, like spinal tap. You haven't seen reaction. any of them? No. I don't think so. Wow. There's a good chance I could put it on and maybe be like, oh, okay. Maybe the first one, but I don't have like a, like if you named a scene from it, I wouldn't fucking know, but I'm pretty sure I have not seen any of them. Is it your yeah. hatred of, of Bronson Pinchot? It could be. It could be. <laughs> uh, so 19. 19- no, on paper, I mean, Gilbert Godfrey's in it. It's all shit I should like. It's just one of those things you missed. Maybe. I mean, 19. 19- 1984, if I remember correctly. So that's probably why they're doing part four 40 years Ooh. later. Okay. Which is crazy to think. Uh, it's great. Part one still holds up. Part two is still really good. Uh, three is where it kind of falls off. 
you know, they, they went in, they went in one too many times and uh, part four, the trailer looks cool, but you know, once again, like who knows, you know, who knows what is it coming out? Uh, let me look. No, I was going to say, maybe this will be the time. Maybe I'll watch all three leading into it. Definitely. We'll discuss the franchise or something, and then. Summer of 24. Right, okay. So, yeah, you still have time. Uh, I'm going to watch those three. You're saying one and two, good. Three falls off. One and two, very good. Um, Just great comedy. Great action, uh, great characters, great cast, just a lot of fun. And I just did a rewatch, so, you know, it still holds up a lot. Uh, was it 84? Maybe it was 85. I don't remember. Well, Jan Hammer uh, returned to make this Axel F part. Is that his name? No, it wasn't Jan Hammer. Was it? Who? Who did Axel F? Axel F. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't remember that? Do, 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 that fucking oh, yeah, song. yeah, 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 yeah. It was that Jan Hammer, right? The I fucking keyboard I, guy from the I, 80s? I didn't know that guy had a name. I thought it was just... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's... Yeah, he, he was like a keytar playing motherfucker. Synonymous. No, yeah, when you, when you hear... When you hear that um, score, it's... Uh, I, I completely forgot about it, but it's it's up there with with, you know, it's when you think of Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Like you just think of that. That, yeah, that shit was on the charts, bro. I'm pretty sure. I believe it. A lot of babies yeah, he, made to that. He was the guy. He did like a lot of the Miami Vice music, too. This guy had like the 80s guitar shit locked yeah. down. There's a guy that I follow on Instagram that does that stuff now. Um. Let me, let me give him a shout out because he's really good. If you go to Instagram and you follow, I think it's like Sunglass Kid. Sunglass. Yeah, so Sunglasses Kid Music. He's got a lot, like almost 364,000 followers. So he'll have shit on and it'll be like POV. It's 1986 and you're getting away clean from a major heist. And then you hear this. Could you hear it, Brian? Play it again. Uh, like the next video is like it's 1988 and you're having a very steamy affair in your high powered corporate job. Like all these fucking things. It's 1988 and you're getting away from a massive shootout in a warehouse. Oh man, I gotta follow this guy. Yeah, sunglasses music. Uh it's he, you know, it's it's basically what we just talked. Producer making 80s pop and cinematic instrumentals. And I was wrong about Jan Hammer. It was Harold Faltermeyer. Oh that Axel left the song. You know, you know what? That makes sense now. <laughs> now I know what it is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Beverly Hills Cop, summer of 24, uh, could be terrible, but I'm in. I got my last two, so go ahead. All right. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know one of these, but uh, let's throw out Smile 2. Oh, okay. 
smile too. And I think uh, isn't it follows getting a uh, isn't they follow comes out this year as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So those two right there, very promising. Uh, same director's return for both. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to those. You know, it's always good when they stay. It's always so not a good sign when a sequel comes out and there's another guy attached to it and there yeah. isn't, you know what I mean? But, well, I'll, I'll always go to uh, Robert Cameron Mitchell, right? I think that's his name. The guy. That yes. Did, it follows. Um, mm-hmm. I'll always go back to under the silver Lake, you know, the most polarizing movie ever, which is like you do it follows. And then that's your second movie. And it's like, that is the most, I can't think of a more ambitious movie from a director to go with as as your second movie after having a hit like it follows it's just a completely fucking bizarre movie so the fact that he came back to do this very cool you know i like it i can't wait to watch it um yep so you have what toxic avenger right no i didn't put that but i'm looking forward to it obviously hold on a second i got a text another one that's been kicked around forever hopefully Hoping for the best. Seem like good people attached, though. Let me take one second here. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just texted, you know, my girlfriend. I was like, yo, that Brooke Shields documentary is crazy. And she texted me back. She's like, are you making fun of me? And I was like, what? <laughs> what part of she th- I'm being serious uh, like I because she's like uh, telling me this story she's like yeah her mom was like oh you know like got this and I was like wow news to me uh Toxic Avenger Macon Blair uh they put out a trailer and it was supposed to come out this year but I think they pushed it off for whatever reason mm-hmm. um Macon Blair you know the actor in what he was in Green Room Blue Ruin uh Murder Party uh you know once I saw once when I heard Toxic Avenger was getting remade, I was like, this is ridiculous. When I heard the main character was going to be Peter Dinklage, I was like, hopefully it's just the voice. But then when I heard Macon Blair was attached to it, I'm like, okay, here's a guy that seems to be from our universe and sensibilities and would probably understand what it is that he's undertaking. Right. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The trailer seemed definitely bizarre but once again the source material is so fucking crazy the toxic avenger is a fucking crazy fucking movie so to remake it like you know i i don't even know what it's going to be like but i'm I'm very excited to watch it yeah i'm there for it man yeah and it's weird that that maybe not weird and maybe it's extra cool that peter dinklage is actually physically the person not just the voice mm-hmm. you know because the toxic avenger is such a hulking you know, like you get the, the the original, like the redhead little twerp guy. He's not the guy. Melvin's right. not the guy playing, you know, the guy that looks like a, you know. Uh, That's a, true. Michael Myers and fucking, you know, one of the Rob Zombie movies, you know. Sure. So, all right. Yeah. Next one for you. Uh, throw out a couple here. Uh, one that don't know much about, but it looked interesting to me called The Parenting. Um, a couple rents a countryside countryside house for a weekend with their parents and then discover it's inhabited by a 400 year old poltergeist 
Now, sounds generic enough, but the cast is what interested me. You got Brian Cox, Parker Posey, Edie Falco, Lisa Kudrow, uh, Dean Norris, Hank from Breaking Bad. I mean, the cast alone makes me, because I'll look at something with horror especially, and if I see, like, you can tell if it's a piece of shit from, like, some of the, you know what I mean? But, uh, if there's no one of note within a certain amount of mentions in the cast or whatever, you can have your apprehensions. But this, you know, that's pretty stacked. That's pretty uh, loaded. And it's looked at as a horror comedy. So I don't know what it's got in store, but I am looking forward to it. And one interesting one I'll throw out. I don't know. can't say I'm looking forward to it, but interesting. Uh, Faces of Death. I have that. Yeah. Yeah, what's up with that? So what do you, you know? I, that's about that's that? that's my last one. I I'm just laughing. I just noticed your name, Clem Fandango. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch to- Toast of London? No, no. I just thought it was funny. Which, I just got it's a Matthew Berry show and it's fucking hilarious. There's okay. a guy named Clem, Clem Fandango in it. I love that. It, fantastic I, name. Uh, and he says it. Remember, I said when somebody says someone's full name. Yeah, it makes me laugh. Yeah. They use this name in full all the time. Still makes me laugh. Let me tell you something, Joe Rogan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, yeah. So my the, my last mention was Rennie Harlan coming back and doing this Strangers trilogy, mm. but also he's attached to the Faces of Death remake. Interesting. Um, so if I were to look that up real quick here, um, I. No, just from uh, I think it's the gist is what somebody gets a hold of a VHS tape that's got shit on it. So yes. it's not, you know, you can't do what the original, you know, for kids of a certain age aren't wouldn't understand like what faces of death meant back in the VHS days, like we were talking about before, you know. That's exactly um that's exactly what was told to me. Um Right. I'm pulling it up here. A woman employed as a website content moderator yep. comes across a series of violent videos reproducing death scenes from a film. Uh, no one I recognize in it. Cleaner working on my yeah, my friend Charlie XCX. I think she's a singer. She's a rapper, I think. Charlie a rapper. Is, yeah. All right. So that's um, not that doesn't sound good. Uh, yeah, the the Faces Death movie is is the person who curates an all extreme footage that gets submitted to a website called Faces of Death. So that's I'm gonna call it. This movie's gonna suck. (laughs) Yo, but all right, listen, Rennie Harlan. Watch it. I yeah, I have I have all (laughs) the faith in the guy that made you know Nightmare on Elm Street for Cliffhanger. Where do you see that he's attached with this though? I don't see his name on here. Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Um, I'll tell you off air how. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. So yeah, I, I'm 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 very excited that he's attached to it. Period. I could be completely out of my mind, but anyway, <laughs> the reason I brought him up was the Strangers trilogy that he's yeah. putting out. I don't really understand the point of a trilogy. The Strangers but, Chapter One, I think it's called. But I guess we're yeah. I guess maybe we're a prequel. Out. I'm guessing, right? Maybe how they came to be. Maybe. Chapter one. Maybe. Um, so, you know, you have The Strangers and then you have Strangers Pray at Night. Two very different movies. 
2008. When I first saw The Strangers, I, I actually didn't like it. I saw it in the theaters and I thought it was slow and boring. As I got older, I really appreciated it as like a like a very eerie and atmospheric home invasion movie that really worked. You know, now when I watch it, I'm like, you know what? This is definitely kind of like a frightening movie for sure. Um, Strangers Pray at Night was basically aliens to alien, where it was just like, you know, more of like, okay, this is we need carnage. We need Damien Maffei. We need a, a pool scene that's like one of the greatest shot horror scenes of the last 10 years. Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart, right? That's what the song that was playing. Yeah, today. yeah. We need Bill, Bill Pullman's son. Uh, so let's see what direction they, they take this in. But Strangers Trilogy is obviously on the radar. And that's the last pick I got. I don't know if you have any more movie picks. I'm going to spit a few things out. We'll do the music some other time, obviously, because we've yapped long enough. But uh, I'll mention real quick, Maxine, Ty West. Oh, yeah. We're all looking forward to that. Dog. You know, the end of that trilogy, which I guess takes place after the X film would have ended. Um, post X in the 80s LA. Sign me up. Can't wait. That's going to be fantastic. Uh, I am interested in Scorsese's Roosevelt with DiCaprio playing Teddy Roosevelt. I think he's one of the most interesting presidents in history. I'm hoping they do well with that. Continues Scorsese's working in that period, you know, the distant history. But um, Sandler and Safdie brothers have some kind of untitled project listed that's coming out. I don't know much about it. I got my eyes on that. Um, a film, Jaunty, uh, starring Michael Sarah, but it's made by Eric Warham who's the other half of Tim and Eric. Uh, Tim Heidecker, you see all over the place, podcasts, is a lot of mainstream work. Eric kind of sat in the background, so I'm curious to see what he does. Um, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, looking forward to that. Uh, and then fire off a couple of real quick uh, TV series. I'm looking for the return of House of Dragon. Uh, True Detective season four coming out any, I think, out any day now, right? Uh, well, yeah, that's I had three TV shows. and that's Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'll just fire off mine then and you could give yours and then we'll wrap this up. But uh, what we do in Shadows, season six. And then I'm not looking forward to this, but I just can't believe it. There's a The Walking Dead. I'm not they're, they're going back again. Like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? I mean, it's a joke at this point. With, I mean, really. With, with Rick and Michonne? Yeah. Yeah. Enough with this shit. I mean, how long has this show been on or, or versions of it? Fear of the Walking Dead. And I'm a zombie fucking nut job. When this shit was announced, it was like a cream dream. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was all about it. And I was for a few seasons until it just went off, started going off the rails. And I know so many people that just had to stop watching it. It takes a lot for me to just stop. And I couldn't give a fuck. I, uh, I was in. So, Yeah. There was a lot of good stuff towards the end. The last season was really good. Unfortunately, you needed to get to the last season to watch it. So yeah, that Negan shit that that got so stupid, man. That whole shit got stupid. He was fuck. he was badass and mean for one episode, and then after that, he well, was. They let Glenn live in one other scenario where I, I remember knew he wouldn't with that dumpster, and I yep. was like, "Fuck this show." That's when I was first like, "Fuck this show." They brought this Negan guy in, and they brought that episode out. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, with the fucking eye popping out. I'm like, this shit, we're back, baby. 
And then that quickly that I, I lost the love for it afterwards. One like, episode. This bat. They jumped this dude in two seconds. This guy's walking around town, running a town full of people with a barbed wire bat. Fuck out of here with this shit. Yeah, that one episode was so good. We're like, oh my God, yeah, it's brutal. And then if there must have been like eight episodes of nothing after that, you're just like, what is going on? We're like, you just had this like amazing kickoff and now nothing. But the last season was cool. And then once it like broke, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, like wrap it up. And then at the end of the last episode, they're like, oh, yeah, but there's like 18 other shows that it's breaking up into. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no, not going to do it. Not going to watch six episodes of Dead City. I just, but some people love it. So good for them. It's like an American horror story. It's like, we're just going to, we have no respect for the audience. You're (laughs) just going to watch this shit. You've watched it this long and you're going to keep fucking watching it no matter how shit it is. Like, fuck you. I ain't wasting my time. Go ahead. What are your shows? Uh, (laughs) So I have three that I just... I didn't want to go further than January because we're here and uh, sure. the anticipation is is perfect for the month. True Detective, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, I thought, you know, the last season with Mahershala Ali was great. I, I didn't was, see it. Oh, really? But I did hear it was a good rebound from it's from yeah two. It's fucking fantastic. Both you know Stephen Dorff and, and him are very good in it. Uh, the second one. Uh, you know, we're all fascinated by the story of Griselda Blanco, uh, Griselda on Netflix. Obviously, if you get Sofia Vergara, who's arguably the hottest Colombian to play, arguably the ugliest Colombian, uh, there's going to be some sort of, uh, you know, humor to that. And it's more attractive. (laughs) And it seems like, yeah, she would be very happy if she was still alive and knew that that's who was playing her. Are you kidding me? She'd be like, yep. I could see it. I could see it. Uh, you know, this female drug kingpin who is just ruthless. If you want to know more about her before the show, watch Cocaine Cowboys. It'll tell you pretty much everything about her as well as the second one. Um, not as good. Not as good. That's but, a- you know, you get more of like the the story after the story. Right. Uh, so but it looks very sanitized. It doesn't look like, you know, it looks like uh flashy cameras and and you know that's going to be on what netflix netflix and the last thing on netflix i'm going to mention is uh american nightmare uh which is a docuseries um about um this girl who gets kidnapped uh you know her i guess her boyfriend calls and she's like you know she was abducted by people in wetsuits (laughs) Next thing you know, like they're looking for this girl and like a few days later or a week later, I forget, uh, she pops up and says that her uh, abductor just dropped her off. And then the story Mm -hmm. takes off from there. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's the trailer is up for American Nightmare on Netflix. And uh, that's it. That should give you a lot of things to look forward to this year. Um, Yes. You've said it all. And things not to look forward to. We got to do that. Yeah, things not to look forward to. But yeah, a lot of good stuff. Maybe we'll do this again. Talk about some music coming out this year. But we're going to try to get at least two of these out a month. I think that's a reasonable goal. Reasonable goal. Here's the first one. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Bye, man. Later. Later.